The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented it, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. It goes against all of our expectations all of John's expectations. In fact, it's so unexpected that all four Gospel writers make sure to tell us about the baptism of Jesus. Not even Christmas makes it in all four Gospels, but the baptism of Jesus, they want us to know just how big a deal it was. It's like this. It's as if someone in perfect health insisted on chemotherapy in a filthy hospital surrounded by a bunch of sneezing four-year-olds. It's a downright terrible idea. Or it's like this, as in any good horror movie, this is that moment when someone, some innocent character hears the thump in the basement and heads down the creaky stairs, and you say to yourself, don't do it. No sensible person would. It's not going to end well. Everybody knows how this story goes. That's kind of how John reacted to Jesus. It's as though he says, Stay away from this water. It's not for you. It's not going to do you any good. In fact, it will probably hurt you. Everybody knows that things are made dirty much more easily than they are made clean. Everybody knows that it takes time to be purified, but only an instant to be defiled. Even the tiniest bit of wickedness can spoil virtue, but no quantity of virtue can undo wickedness. John has just told everybody who's listening that he's not worthy even to carry the sandals from Jesus' feet. And now what does it mean if he also baptizes what does it mean if he pours the water of repentance on Jesus' head? Does that make John a liar? Does that make his baptism a fraud? John came telling everyone how wonderful Jesus would be. And now it turns out that Jesus is just like everyone else. It doesn't make any sense. That is, it doesn't make any sense... If, like John, you think that Jesus shouldn't be just like everyone else. If you think that Jesus came to enforce boundaries, to separate the clean from the unclean, the holy from the unholy, the repentant from the unrepentant, the faithful from the unfaithful, the fruitful from the unfruitful. If that's the business that Jesus is in, then he is going to ruin absolutely everything by getting in that filthy water with all those rotten people. But Jesus doesn't bind himself 
to categories that you and I can comprehend. Jesus is actually in the business of making new categories. He did it a couple weeks ago when he became a child born of a virgin. When he joined divinity and humanity in his very person. And now, by the waters of baptism, he's about to become a penitent who has nothing to confess. He's about to receive God's grace, he who had it already from all eternity. Those are completely unexpected new categories. And Jesus says to John, this is the way of righteousness. It's the way not of separating the unclean from the clean, the unholy from the holy. It's the way of joining together the unjoinable, of mixing together the unmixable. It's the way in which I, Jesus says, the holy, righteous, pure, clean, sinless, spotless, blameless Lamb of God, take a bath in all of the world's wretchedness. It's the way in which I, the very Son of God, make uncomfortably close, even closer still. It's the way in which I, who am holier than baptism, give myself up to be baptized. I, who am the Holy of Holies, burst open the curtain of the temple and let anyone and everyone see and hear and taste and touch and smell the very divinity of God. That's the way of righteousness. Not even John saw it coming. But the point couldn't be more obvious. The rest of the Trinity shows up at Jesus' baptism, just so that we don't miss the point. Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, didn't stay away. He got in the water. And he mixed himself up in our mess. He shook loose all of our categories and created a new one. He turned water into something miraculous. A blessed flood and lavish washing away of sin. So that every baptism is not just a promise to try our best. But it's the invocation of his holy saving name. So that we can enlist the Holy Trinity. Not just to make us kind or virtuous or good. But to make us brand new people. With the water, Chase and Kayla and Hunter got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit splashed on them, and down the drain went the devil and all their sin. It's miraculous. John didn't see it coming. Don't do it, he said to Jesus. Don't get in the water with them. They're rotten. It'll rub off on you. How can it be good for you? How can it be good for anyone? But Jesus did it. And here's why. He did it because you need it. He did it because you need something more than just the triumph of virtue over wickedness. You need something more than just determination and resolve. You need something more than anything you've got. You need water and a name. You need the same water that Jesus bathed in, the same water over which the Holy Spirit hovered, the same water over which the Heavenly Father told everyone in the world just how much He loves His Son, and so also how much He loves you. You need Christ with you in the water. You need Christ who takes your sin and makes it His own. You need Christ who drowns you in His holiness. 
You need Christ because where He promises to be, there He also brings the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Martin Luther said that if we really grasped this, if we really understood baptism, our hearts would burst into a hundred thousand pieces for joy. So that means that whatever you think about your baptism, it is even better. However much you think God loves you is even more. However close you think you are to Jesus, He is even closer to you. However big a mess you've made, it's become Jesus' mess. And however often you return to your baptism, Jesus is there even more often. As often as you see water, as often as you hear the divine name, Jesus is there. He's there because he wants your heart to burst with joy. That's why Jesus got in the water. That's why Jesus was baptized. And that's why he baptized you. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.